Nathan! How's it going? What's going on? Dude, I'm excited. Return of the Jedi episode. That movie, Oof. man. It's fucking crazy. Classic. Dude, the reveal when you find out that Leia is Luke's sister is just like... Holy. Fucking, it is what? almost as good as when you find out John Cena and Vin Diesel were siblings. It is. Yeah, he's... Guys, I need a new fucking co-host. I'm right here. I don't care. <laughs> Welcome back to the Real Talk Podcast, episode 83. And on today's episode, we got something special. We got Star Wars. We got Star Wars. <laughs> we got Return of the Jedi oh, 40 shit. years later. Was it a coincidence that we're doing this on episode 83 because the film came out in 1983? Did you just Damn, realize that? I just realized you that. You just realized that? Wow, we are too good, eh? Holy we shit, We find the shit out so well. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you did that on purpose when you did the document. Nope, didn't. Fucking hell. <laughs> That's amazing. Brilliant! Anyway, I had the absolute pleasure of going to see Return of the Jedi in theaters last night. Thank you, Cineplex, for actually fucking putting it up last minute. Because I was about to drive to Landmark Cinemas and like fucking Whippy or some shit. Ooh. <laughs> That's rough. And um wow. Yeah. Watching this movie in theaters, bro. When that fucking title crawl comes, it just hits you right in the soul. Like all of my fucking hairs are standing up. Nice. It's like the chills of watching a Star Wars movie in theaters. Eh? That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. Return of the Jedi. What are your thoughts on this film, Nev? I always remembered uh very fondly the DVD cover. Of Return of the mm-hmm. Jedi, you know the one, the 2004 one where it's like fucking photoshopped uh, Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, Jabba the Hutt, Yoda's like looking at you weird, as he always does. I I really enjoy this film. It's been 40 fucking years, and wow, I'm gonna be honest, like it's if I had to rank the Star Wars films, I'd probably this is probably my least favorite from the original trilogy. Fair. But it's still a fucking great. I think it's conclusion. still a very satisfying conclusion yeah. to, this, to this trilogy. Yeah, and like reading more about it because I remember I have these three books about like the making of the OG Star Wars films. So like A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return no of the Jedi. Way. Yeah, it's like these thick ass books. Uh, they were that's uh, really cool. They were ri- written by J. W. Rinsler, and he basically had all these archives from like Lucasfilm yeah. studio because George Lucas just let him. He's like, yeah, yeah, check check it out. Everything. It's like all these documents from every single Whoa, one of the movies. Very cool. Yeah, so Return of the Jedi was one of the occasions where they could have went a much darker path with the final chapter, but instead they went for a more lighthearted, which I'm reading right now in your talking points might be some type of criticism from the fans. Yeah, obviously, like, okay, let's, uh, we're going to do a lot of praising of this movie, I think, generally. It's mm-hmm. obviously a great film, a great conclusion. Yeah. So I think let's start with some of the problems I have okay. with this movie. The opening in Jabba's Palace, while I love it. Yes. Um, while I love it and, uh, you know, it's a masterclass of practical effects, mm-hmm. this whole movie is just a masterclass. Oh, yeah. Practical Absolutely. effects. Absolutely. W- and when you see it in theaters on a big-ass screen, mm-hmm. you realize, wow, they hold up so well and these effects are timeless. Yeah. And a lot of those shots will not look dated in 100 years. Mm-hmm. It's it's a, it's really impressive because this was also, I believe it's the first film to have the THX surround sound. 
that was back when Lucas first mm-hmm. tried to pioneer that. So when you hear that loud noise, it's like the very first time for a lot of uh, cinema goers back in 83. Amazing. So I, I totally understand. Uh, so yeah, Jabba's Palace. Yeah. Um, I, I do love the, the, the opening sequence there. With Jabba's mm. pa- but what the fuck is Luke's plan? Can you explain this plan to me that me, he has? Let me tell you. So Luke, first off, has Leia dress up as a bounty hunter right. to scare Jabba and basically be like, hey, I don't want to, you don't want to fuck with me. Here's a message from Luke Skywalker being like, hey, just give us the droids back and give us Han. Or, yeah. But the droids come separately with the message. Leia oh. does the whole bounty hunting shit and she acts like she's going to detonate the place for no fucking apparent reason at all. Yeah. Then she's captured. The droids are captured. They had no idea the plan. Mm-hmm. Luke didn't even tell them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's like, oh, then also Luke comes in after the hologram scene and then just gets captured by the Rancor. Yeah, and then, yeah, so like Luke's plan is like, okay, now all my friends are captured, every last one of them. Huh. Then I'll show up, get captured myself, and then, and then Luke like... <laughs> You know, I just realized, I don't think Luke Skywalker is the, the, the best at plan making. No, it doesn't make sense. Because I, I can totally see in between Empire and Return where it's like, um, all the characters are together. It's like, all right, how the fuck do we get Han? Yeah. And it's like... This was the plan to get Han? And then when Luke comes, he was his plan is to shoot Jabba in the face because he, yeah. he force pulls the blaster. That's true. He falls through the, the Rancor pit. And then when they're at the Sarlacc pit, Luke's like nodding at everybody as if this was the plan the whole time. He's like, you're right. Like, he's like looking at everybody. He's like, yeah. How did they form that plan then? Because that was definitely last minute. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And it only this watch, it really clicked to me. Because I guess the first few watches, you're just like so fucking amazed at what's happening. Mm-hmm. And also, Luke's a fucking badass. Oh, yeah. First time you see him on screen, he's like force choking the, yeah. the guards. So it's like, I guess I was just so amazed by how Luke looked in that black suit the first Mm -hmm. few times that I don't even think about it, but I'm like, Luke, this is a shit plan. (laughs) That is, yeah. I think what they were trying to do, because it reminds me of like those 80s films, the, the, the Indiana Jones films, for example, where every single one of those films... They started off with Indy with another artifact that yeah. had nothing to do with the film. Right. So I don't know if that's what Return of the Jedi was trying to do because there is no connection from the Empire to Jabba aside from Boba Fett. Yeah. So it would have been a lot cooler if like the Empire worked with Jabba and it's just like, all right, you have Luke and stuff like that. Like a more of a connection there. And Jabba's like, hmm, maybe you give me more money then and stuff like that. And there's this weird debate from one of the Imperial, you know, generals or whatever from the like, you know, something that connects the whole narrative a bit more because it does feel like it's on the fly. It it's definitely feels a little bit on the fly there. Even Han comments it, I think, to Luke when he's like still partially blind while they're flying and stuff. He's like, so what's the plan now? Like, what are we doing here? It's yeah. like he's the voice of reason where it's just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, it seemed like there was all these moving parts and it was definitely a thought out plan, but it just made no sense. <laughs> what about... um? Fuck, what what are they called? The 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 resistance. What about them? They didn't get more reinforcements? Yeah, like they had you're, tell, to... you're telling me Luke Skywalker didn't have like a little digital button or whatever to be like, hey, uh, we might die. We need people to help us, like right now, right. you know? Or maybe, I don't know, maybe explain that briefly. 
during that Jabba scene, but it, it's, it's still a cool fucking scene. It is still a cool scene. <laughs> I think it maybe lasts a little too long because, like, it is a pretty big chunk of the film. You're in Jabba's palace, like, trying to figure that out. Yeah, about 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, and then, but that, that's one little small complaint. But mm-hmm. Luke being a badass kind of just carries and makes up for it all. Yeah. I wish we got to see a little bit more badass Luke, like, um, after this, mm-hmm. I guess that's why at the controversial Mandalorian season two, I kind of do enjoy the CGI Luke because he's yeah. that version. He's the post Return of the Jedi Luke, I and I do like that Luke. Uh, I, I wish we got to see one full film of him just kind of really kicking ass. That's fair. I mean, there is a lot of what ifs with uh, Return of the Jedi and the prequels. In between that, there were so many theories of just like, oh, what are they gonna do next? Are they gonna have Luke train Leia? Which they do in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Well, that's great. It just feels like fan shit by that point. But uh, going back to Return of the Jedi, like the problems that it does have, I feel like they gloss over it pretty well. Mm-hmm. I always think of the Boba Fett scene where he dies. Bro, he goes out like ah! a bitch and he's screaming. Yeah. I, th- I think that's the cool thing because it's just, it shows how uninteresting Boba Fett was in the <laughs> yeah. original trilogy because, like, they didn't give a shit because, like, what was he? Empire Strikes Back. He, okay, he shot at Luke. He never hit him. Yeah. He just shot him to scare yeah, him and away. you know what? When Book of Boba Fett came out, the main criticism was, like, Boba Fett's supposed to be this fucking badass. Why is he, like, laying down to everybody and, like, just giving everybody chances? Was he a fucking badass? No. He went out sad. Yeah. And wasn't that badass in Empire either. He got lucky with Han. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what if he doesn't survive? This guy's worth a lot of, a lot of money to me. He cared about money and surviving. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's what your angle should be for a Bobo Fett show because that's all the interesting aspects from Bobo Fett we saw in the original trilogy. I completely agree. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, another nitpick I have with this movie mm-hmm. is some of the performances. Like which ones? I think I like, know which ones. Fucking Harrison Ford, man. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit. You could tell he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't. uh, And I know, like, (laughs) he he said, like, he wanted to be killed off in In this movie. Or in Empire. And and that's not how it worked out. But it's it's pretty obvious he doesn't give a shit. And I think it's partially what they do with his character. Like, they kind of just have him doing some fucking side work like this is the luke movie i guess the the craziest thing too is like when you get into the ewok village what's that place called i know i'm not a super star wars nerd but you know the the, the oh planet. yeah i know yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and it's like the resistance is there and it's just like han with a gun and leia too and they're like we're here yeah it's like well yeah you're gonna be here for the rest of the fucking movie the, the rest <laughs> the rest of the fucking movie there is no spaceship battle where you're flying that's lando's job fucking lando's driving the millennium falcon which i like i like which i do like i like yeah. him and his co-pilot where his co-pilot's fucking scared as shit he's like i think we're gonna die man yeah. <laughs> he's like no we're not we're the main characters and I, it's like, oh. I do i do like that yeah um and harrison ford does have his his, his share of like decent one-liners in this one yeah. but I think it's partially his acting. He seems so fucking uninterested and also different. Like he doesn't act the same way that he does in Empire or New Hope. Yeah. And I think part part of that might be the different director. Probably. Cause here's the thing with a New Hope, Harrison Ford put a lot of his own input into Han. Cause the thing with Lucas is he's a great world builder. He's a great visionary and everything like that. But when it comes to like intimate scenes, he's not a character director. So, Lucas is like, 
I don't know, Han, just shoot them. Yeah. He's just like, all right. But, and, but once you hit Empire, Irving Kirshner, he was very much a character director where he wanted those scenes with Leia and Han. And he's like, no, we got to like show that romance grow. And it shows. And yeah. it's beautiful. It's, the, part, the part where he's like, I love you. He's like, I know. It's like, that's, he fucking. It's brilliant. Yeah. So that's one, the way to do romance. Exactly. Stuff. So once you get to Return of the Jedi, the romance isn't really there. The only really development of that was I, I won't stand in the way. And then yeah. Leia's like, no, we're related, Luke and I. And he's like, oh, okay, let's kiss. Yeah, bro, his reaction. It's like, his reaction is hilarious. His just like, oh. <laughs> the way they explain that, too, because you can tell the whole sister-brother twist very much inspired by how empires yeah. handled its twist. So it's like, well, we got we to gotta have a twist now. Yeah, of course. It's like, even if it doesn't work because you look at the previous installments of how their relationship grew and it's just like, ah, well, he saves her, but then they kiss, but then they... Ah. Like, also, I think Leia's performance, like, I don't know if it's the character there too, but Carrie Fisher just seemed a little also, like, different. Like, I don't know her... her the way her line delivery is, her character just seems a little different to me in this film. I feel like she matured more. I feel like that's one of those characters. Maybe it was, yeah. Maybe yeah. it's an arc thing. Yeah, because her character, especially when she talks to Luke about like sensing something, the Force and stuff, and their mother and father, it's like you get to know more of her past, which is really interesting. Whereas Han Solo's character, you could tell that he really wanted to end his character at Empire and see where the franchise went on. So he's just kind of like... What the fuck is this Ewok? Like he's just looking at these yeah. Ewoks. Like what am I? What am I doing here? You know. Um, so it depends. It depends on which characters you're referring to. Like I think, I think Lando. They could have done a little bit more with his character. Yeah, definitely. Because you know, um, Billy D. Williams is fucking, fucking awesome. Yeah, honestly, I really wish they did so much more with it. Even in Rise of Skywalker, like they could have done more with. That. I know Lando never got the love he deserved. To be honest, like you have fucking Billy D. Williams. Yeah. Like, give him something a little bit more significant. Mm -hmm. No, exactly. And um, I don't know. A, a lot of the performances I wasn't too annoyed about. I thought Mark Hamill. Mark was, Hamill. Mark Hamill's great. This is some of the best Mark yeah. Hamill acting, I think. Um, it's awesome. He's such a great, confident Luke Skywalker. Yeah. And really... Uh, shows Luke's arc through mm -hmm. his performance. Absolutely. And it shows that, like that fear of him leading to the dark side. That, that is that hint. And I kind of like what Luke has talked about with episode six and how a lot of people at the time were like, well, Luke's of course going to win and stuff. And he's like, well, once I made the prequels, there was this indication that, well, no, there's a chance he could just be like his dad. Right. Episode three is, is more of the twist when you look at it from episode one to six because of the fact that Anakin turned. It's like, no, he's the good guy. Yeah. It's like, no, anything can happen. It's more of the balance of the force that matters. That's the whole scope. It's the yin and yang. Yeah, that's the that's how the force works. Exactly. So Return of the Jedi is more of like, is this going to repeat itself? Is history going to repeat itself? Or are we going to lead into a better tomorrow? You know? That's kind of the message I really liked about Return of the Jedi on top of a bunch of other things. Like, there's just little details. Like, I love Darth Vader's suit. It's my favorite design. Oh, it's fantastic. It's so shiny. I Bro, fucking love that. The shot where they're burning his body yeah. and the flames are just reflecting off his, his helmet when yeah. he's laying there. That shot is so powerful. Mm -hmm. 
holy, I love that shot. I yeah. think it's one of the most powerful shots in the whole film. It's so good. And it, yeah, there is, anytime Darth Vader's on the screen, you can't take your eyes off him. It's also my favorite James Earl Jones uh, performance as Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. I feel like the voice really does capture that dominance and everything yes. like that. Right when you see him in the first scene where he's talking to the general and stuff, and he's like, the emperor will be here. It's like, oh, like the way he says it, it's like shit's about to go. Another down. highlight is the fucking emperor. Ian McDermott. Ian McDermott is so badass in this movie because he's so fucking evil for evil's sake. Mm -hmm. He's just like no subtlety about it anymore. Yeah. He's fucking evil and he loves it. <laughs> you know what's crazy is he was like 39 when he played the Unreal. How the fuck? Dude, because I got so confused because he was in the prequels and he's like, why? You look the same age. I realized there's makeup. Yeah. There's old man it's, makeup. It's great makeup. Yeah. Like, amazing. For that year, like, that's some of the best. Yeah, but as as, as Lucas put it, like... <laughs> as Lucas put it... <laughs> hold on. We have some technical difficult. Does that look normal? You're going to kill me, aren't you? Oh, shit. Raise it higher. Raise it higher. So, uh, the Emperor, as Lucas would put it, was the devil. Yeah. Of the Star Wars universe. And that's perfectly what you see in Return of the Jedi, especially, like, when he's torturing Luke. And it's like, yeah, he doesn't even want it because he could have instantly killed him like that. He yeah. doesn't want that. He wants to show how much pain he could give him. It's awesome. And that scene when, you know, Luke goes to confront him. Yeah. It's so fucking powerful. And the stakes are so high. And you're just, like, sitting on the edge of your seat. And then they cut to the fucking Ewoks. And I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. Why I, cut away from this scene? Honestly, I'm fine with Ewoks. I know a lot of people aren't. Listen, okay? Defend the Ewoks, please. The Ewoks, you, dude, we just talked about the 80s and how fucking goofy shit was back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, I get it. All right? Let's be honest with ourselves. If you think the Ewoks are the goofiest thing from the OG trilogy, you have not watched the OG trilogy in a while. All right? Yeah. Like, let's be honest with ourselves. The cantina scene, I love it, but it's it's very goofy. The aliens are goofy. Yeah. C-3PO and R2-D2, they're goofy characters. It's fine. Dude, literally the Jabba the Hutt sings sing-along scene, whatever that fuck Oh, was. my yeah. God. If you want to so talk about... Cringe. That's cringe. Ewoks are not cringe. They're fine. I agree. I, I don't think the Ewoks are the problem. I think the amount of time spent on these motherfuckers... And the like, so the end, the the climax of this film, they're cutting to yeah. three different things that are happening. The three different moving parts, right? Yeah. Han and Leia are trying to t take the shield down. Right. Lando's getting fucked up in this up in space, yeah. mm -hmm. and the rebellion are getting the, fucked. Then Luke and and then Peter. Luke is in the craziest moment of the fucking galaxy's ever seen. Yeah. And I give a shit about. One and a half of those storylines. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, I, I just feel like if they sat on that Luke moment and not cut away, mm -hmm. it would have been more powerful. Okay, that's fair. That's an opinion thing. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. There's I, just a lot going on in that ending, and yeah. I feel like uh, they could have simplified it a little and, and condensed it a little, especially with the Ewok stuff. Because yeah. I think the Lando stuff in space was interesting sure. and visually looks amazing. Yeah. It's the best those fights look in the original trilogy. Yeah. They really amped it up with those fights, the amount of spaceships that come at you. And amazing. Stuff. It's like, oh, holy And then when shit. the Death Star shoots that laser, you're like, whoa, fuck, it works. It's like practical effects at its best during that time, especially with sci fi films. It's, wow. it's so fucking nuts. I do agree, though, when it comes to pacing. I feel like they tried to amp themselves up. Because you look at A New Hope, it's just the one-note story. It's just the one line of just, like, Luke, Han, yeah. Leia escaping the Death Star. Yeah. Then you get to Empire, where it's like, well, now it's Luke fighting Vader. And then on the side is Han and Leia. You know, Han getting right. into Carbonite and shit. So it's two stories happening. Which still works very well, because you still have that intimate scene where Luke finds out Vader is his father. Return of the Jedi adds another subplot. <laughs> and... It's funny, too, because I think even Phantom Menace had four subplots. Yeah. Phantom you, Menace is not an easy film to follow. Dude, and as the editor put it during the behind the scenes, it's like, okay, you go from escape to spaceship battle to Darth Maul and Qui-Gon to the Gungans fighting. It's just like in the span of five minutes. Lucas, that's fucking nuts, man. It's fucking nuts. You yeah. got to you gotta give some air to some of this And shit. also you're like, why is this happening? Uh, trade tariffs and, and uh, it, it's like an yeah. embargo. And it, it's, like- it's like the death of Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> and then you go into little Anakin saying, now this is pod racing. I know I'm a little off with time, but it's literally like <laughs> yeah. you can't cut to Anakin having fun and shooting spaceships and whatever to uh, the fucking Qui-Gon dying. <laughs> like, ugh, yeah, I know. know. Very serious scene, but I do agree because all three of those moments in Return of the Jedi are very different emotions. Yes. So you got to be very careful when you cut back to the next one. I agree. Which, yeah, but it still works. I, I in terms of it like, does it does Vader when he opens his helmet? Oh man, that gets me emotional, man. Because of just how like it all comes for full circle. Where it's like, no, I gotta, I gotta save you, and he's like, you, you yeah, already, have. you already have. When he says you already have. And he just stares at Luke one last time. God damn it. It doesn't get more satisfying than that as an ending. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter what they do in between. Like, that's a great conclusion. To it this. is. And that's the thing. Like, we, we're nitpicking a lot of this film. But at the end of the day, like, this is... This is a great film. This, this came out when Star Wars was really innocent. <laughs> yeah. And I tried, I tried my best to sit in the theater and be like, okay... It's, it's in my head. I was like, okay, it's 1983. Exactly. And I'm watching this for the first time. How would I feel? Mm -hmm. And some of those scenes, when you think about it from that perspective, fucking just blows your mind and adds some points to this film. Absolutely. I I do agree on that. I am curious, though. You saw this in theaters. Did you see the re-release one or the original? It's the special edition. Special edition. Which which is another controversial thing. I I would say out of all them, because I'll be honest, the special editions, they work and they don't. For the most part, I think they work. I'm of the opinion that I like it. It's cool. But this is the most controversial special edition. I I would say so. It's my least favorite of the special editions because of the song. Oh, the song sucks so much. And I'll be honest too. Here's my other hot take. I saw the original. That ain't good either. I'm like, fuck, could you just like remove that entire song? Because the whole Jabba's Palace, I get it. It's like trying to recreate the cantina scene from That's what they tried to do, yeah. But something about the cantina scene works much better because the song is, first off, the song is good. Amazing. (laughs) The song is iconic. Of course. Both versions, I would say, of Jabba's Palace's song suck. I hate it. I don't like this techno jargon. I don't like the 
alien gibberish. Oh I, man, it just doesn't work the same way. I completely agree. Just take that fucking scene out. I take don't give it, a shit. Take that scene out. Um, another thing that I wasn't a huge fan of was um, what was the part? What were uh, what were the other special edition scenes that they added onto this film? So they add Hayden Christensen. Okay, that's just stupid. You think it's stupid? Here's the reason for it is because Luke's perspective. I always looked at the concept of right. Force Ghost as perspective, right. not as canon. Because we, as an audience member, make sense for it to be Hayden Christensen. You know what? I never thought about that. Like but that. as Mark Hamill, he's just like, "Wait, who the fuck's that <laughs> long-haired dude?" He's just like staring. He's like, "I know Yoda. I know. I know Alec Guinness. <laughs> who the fuck's that guy?" Is he his kid? Is that Obi-Wan's kid? When did he die? Like, you know what I mean? That is very true, and I've never looked at it from that perspective. I am critical of... I don't know why I'm critical, but I'm critical of, like, the whole Force Ghost thing, because I liked it, how it was used in Empire, where Obi-Wan's, like, in the, in the distance. Yeah. It's like, Luke, use the Force. I'm not a fan of it in of return. Him sitting down on a log with Alec Guinness, and Alec Guinness just, like, explaining what Yoda just kind of explained to him. <laughs> Why the fuck is he sitting down? Yeah. He's a ghost. Yeah, why? Is it just like, well, Luke, I'm tired. Even though I'm a ghost and I'm technically a soul, I shall yeah. sit down. It's like, you can tell why they did it because Alec Guinness was older. And... I mean, so happy to see Alec Guinness again, Absolutely. right? Like, what a legend. And it's great that you get to see, like, a real scene of him and not just him talking in a background, I guess. Like, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. But uh, I agree. It is a little a bit of a weird out of place scene and something that I think would have been better if Yoda just explained to him a little bit better. Also before Yoda's five minute long deaths. <laughs> I look, I know Yoda. You're like a thousand years old. My man, just take a nap. Just take a nap. It's okay. You don't have to be like, <sighs> yeah, he was doing a little bit too much. And Luke is just like, and okay, also, bye. And also, like, yeah, he says, like, he's, like, what, 500 years old or something? Yeah, a thousand. But it's, like, how many years have passed since the beginning of the training? Look, Dagobah does shit to you. <laughs> Dagobah, bro. Dagobah, man, I don't know. He went from looking like a CGI character to a motherfucking puppet right. in the span of 30 years or 15. However right, long. it's, like, for 500, for, like, 480 years of his life, he looked great. Yeah. And those last 20, bro, he aged like milk. And I can't blame I can't blame the original trilogy for doing this because they didn't know how the prequels were going to be handled. Of course. Alec Guinness and the actor they played for Anakin are like in their 70s. Yeah. But canonically speaking, like, because for Star Wars fans, they're, they're supposed to be like in their 40s. Yeah. My theory is these planets age these people like milk. Yeah. <laughs> All right. They turn into grandpas in the span of 15 years. <laughs> I like that. And, uh, yeah, I think those are the only two gripes I have about the special editions. Everything else is fine. I don't care. I'm fine with Darth Vader saying no. Like, sure, you can argue it's redundant, but it's his emotions. I'm good with it. Yeah, and also when they cut back to, like, um, what's that place in the prequels where it's like, oh, they're celebrating. They're celebrating? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, brings it full circle. I like that. I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's one of those touches where I like, and it feels like... When you watch it one to six, you're like, you're satisfied. Exactly. I think those are the only two that I'm like raising my eyebrow. Like, really? You, you really needed this? You kind of changed my perspective on the Force Ghost shit, though. You kind of <laughs> ruined it for me. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, and hey, here, here's the thing. Every single trilogy with the Force Ghost, I, I don't even think the prequels have the Force Ghost. I think they mention it briefly at the end of episode three yeah. with Qui-Gon. But with the OG trilogy and the sequel trilogy... The concept of Force Ghost is so fucking all over the place. Like, oh, yeah, they can create lightning, too. 
Yeah, yeah you know Yoda true. can do that in Last Jedi. <laughs> it's like, fuck it. I guess they're just people. Yeah, for, I guess from here on out, Force ghosts are just whatever the fuck. So it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, but um, last thoughts because I'm, I'm I just saw that we uh, we talked about yeah. this so much. But what are your final thoughts about Return of the Jedi? What a fantastic conclusion to this trilogy. Um, you know, a masterclass in practical effects, a, a great story, mm-hmm. and a great conclusion to one of the greatest trilogies of all time. Yep, I, I fully agree. It, um, it does have its little moments here and there where people criticize, but I feel like that's with all three of them. Yeah. Little, little issues here and there, but at the end of the day, like the, the feeling of it, is Star Wars. It's the very, music yeah. is so good. I love the music. And overall, yeah, like you said, it's a great conclusion to this trilogy. Yeah. I also like agree with you that it's my least favorite of the trilogy. Of the OG trilogy. But we're talking about three classic films. Yeah. So it ain't easy. However you want to whoa. However you want to <laughs> <laughs> However you want to stack them up, it's like I'm okay with it because it's three classic films. Yeah. Fucking A to that. Shout out to Return of the Jedi. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Real Talk podcast. Happy 40th birthday, Return of the Jedi. Uh, Don't forget to leave a like, comment, subscribe to your boys. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Take care. Brush your hair. Peace out.